Welcome to another edition of the Grizz Den Pod, an instant reaction edition to Game 3 against the Utah Jazz. Grizzlies fall at home to the Jazz, 121-111. to I was at the game, saw a lot of uh, joggles tees and some other Grizz Den tees in the wild, which was a lot of fun. Um, reminder, grizzden.com if you want to, uh, to find those shirts. Uh, and uh, as is tradition, you're going to hear from the three of us on our thoughts on the game. So tune in. Coming at you after game three. Uh, man, tough loss. Um, I wasn't at the game, but Will was. I'm sure he'll talk about that. But the atmosphere from from TV looked crazy, uh, which is super fun. Really glad that that happened, honestly. Um, the young players were asking for it, asking for the home crowd to go nuts, and we did. I think that only bodes well, um, kind of proving to the players that the fans, the city's behind them. Um, super fun, super special. As far as the game goes, listen, they hit 19 threes. Uh, they shot 45% from three. Um, that's going to be tough to beat. Honestly, the fact that we made a run and we're in the game because we didn't play great. We didn't play terrible, but we didn't play great. And it seemed like they played pretty well. Um, that's encouraging. As as people say, there's no moral victories. But if there is one, that's it. The fact that we couldn't get over the hump, couldn't get over the hump. Every time we looked to be making a run and getting back in it, they would hit two threes and then it would go back up to a 9, 10, 11, 12-point lead. And then we would just kind of be you know, running uphill the whole time. The one little stretch where they missed some shots we took advantage of. Um, and we had opportunities down the stretch. We had a wide open Melton corner three, great ball movement. Um, the play was set up. Grayson kind of brought the ball up the floor, kicked it to Kyle on the wing. Grayson made a quick back cut. Kyle gave it to him really quick. Another touch pass from Grayson as he received the pass from Kyle. Quick kick to the corner for Melton, who was just wide open because the defense had to collapse on Grayson. And he hit the side of the backboard from the corner, which is a tough scene. A few other opportunities down the stretch. Jaron had a look at an open three. Couldn't get it to fall. Um, Speak on Jaron real quick. His shot wasn't falling. Uh, all of his points came off of dribble drives, taking people off the dribble, which is pretty encouraging. But his hustle and his rebounding, especially offensive rebounding, that led to the Grayson three to tie it up was huge. Um, I thought he was engaged all night. 
And if Jaron can keep Will, – Will has talked about this a few times. If Jaron can kind of keep his head up through his lulls and just find ways to impact the game, even when his shot isn't falling, that's going to be big for us. Um, I was proud of Jaron. I thought he played well, played really hard, um, just couldn't get his shot to fall. Um, I still think there's going to be a game, if it goes long enough, that Jaron finds his stroke um, and hits a couple threes in big moments. Um, I'm holding out hope for that. Um, bitch unit. Jenkins tried to do a little thing different. Brought in Brandon Clark for seven minutes. Um, didn't really stick to him at all. Thought it was interesting. Um, feel like in the first half, Jenkins and his postgame presser kept talking about the first quarter, how we just started out so poorly. Um, that first quarter, they were walking into wide open threes, and if they missed, they just got the offensive rebound that led to another walking into a three. Our defensive coverage is so tough because Jonas needs to be on the floor for his rebounding and his post presence on offense too. And they're just putting him in that pick and roll. And Jenkins, it seemed like, was trying to just get the get the on-ball defender to just fight like crazy over the screen. Um, Melton one time went under a Conley screen Conley drained a three. Jenkins caught a quick timeout, basically just screaming at everyone, like, what are y'all doing? But it's just really tough when you try to fight over screens because Mitchell and Conley are both going to do that, like, stop really quick, launch a three, and get the foul call. That happened three separate times. Um, so it's just really hard to fight over screens on a three-point shooter when they're going to do that and get the call. Like, there's only so much you can really do because then you're just trailing them, and if you're trailing them, that still gives them an open look. It's just really tough. Um, with Jaron on the floor at the five, which he looked okay tonight because he was able to switch, um, help out on that defender, really hedge hard. But then when he does that, the Jazz are just so quick with their you know, their passing that they pass, pass, and then they hit the roller wide open, which is usually Gobert just in the paint. Um, they're just a really good team. That being said, they do not look like a one seed. Um we're technically a nine seed. We had to win two games to get in the play-in. We're the second youngest team in the entire NBA, the youngest team to ever make the playoffs in the last, like, ten years. And we are truly putting up a fight. Like, we could have won that game last night. A few shots go our way. We definitely could have won the game. Um, and the Jazz are just supposed to be this juggernaut, number one overall seed, best record in the entire NBA. And I just don't see it, um, especially if there's a night where they're just not hitting their shots. They are very beatable. Um, again, if they shoot 40% from three tonight, we might win the game. If they hit 16 threes instead of 19 threes, we might win the game. Um, anyway, tough, tough loss. We played hard, which is really encouraging. We never gave up. We kept fighting, kept fighting. Ja played great on offense again. Dylan is somehow just hitting shots, which is awesome, playing really good defense. Um, Grayson really stepped up and hit some shots. He went five for eight from three with 17 points played really well um melton again struggled still don't understand why bain isn't getting at least 22 to 25 minutes a night um jenkins seems like he's not afraid to change up rotations still interested to see if justice gets some run at least as like a perimeter defender and rebounder because he can do both of those things pretty well again it really hurts when we go with the tyus Grayson Bain lineup or Melton lineup where we have three guys like all under six four. 
um, on the floor, that can really hurt. I wouldn't be against Justice getting a little bit of minutes. Um, maybe stick with BC a little bit longer, even though when BC was in there, it seemed like he made two big mistakes on defense where he overhelped and they kicked it out to a, a three and it was just wide open. Um, and it looked like it was his missed assignment. Uh, maybe not. That's just what I what I thought I saw. Um, but hey, we're fighting, man. We are fighting, and I can just really appreciate that for a young young Grizzlies team that is honestly maybe supposed to get blown out every night and against this team, right? And we're not. We're head high. Love Jenkins' approach. He gets fired up. I love that about him. Um, and we're gonna continue to fight. And game four, again, we're going to be back at it, continuing to fight. Um, tough loss, but overall, I think I think uh, um, you got some good takeaways from that game. Um, be curious to see game four and the adjustments we make um, and who steps up because we need at least two or three guys to step up every night outside of the ones that always do. Let's go, Grizz. Coming to you. From the Axe Bobby Spray capital of the Southeast. If you don't get that joke, then hop in my DMs. Uh, this is Dustin, Florida. I really have just a couple of things quickly that I'll hit. The first one is that, man, I just had maybe the biggest FOMO of my life last night watching that game live not being able to be in the first playoff game for this next generation. Um, the forum looked awesome. And, man, I wish I were there. Will, I love being able to see your videos and sort of live vicariously through you. But I just will say this. Like, Conley, again, was incredible last night. It just felt something completely different just watching him particularly in the first half just shoot dagger three after dagger three and just crush our spirits and I know that this was a popular thing on social but just the whole game especially towards the I guess the second half when we really started to come into the lead every time we really felt like we started to get some momentum back either Conley or Royce O'Neal would freaking shoot a dagger three and cut it back, get it back to nine versus the, the six or four point game we were trying to get it to. And, and I still just, I feel like we're learning a lot in this series. I don't know if we can necessarily, and what I mean by that is like this team is, I don't really know if we can just boil it down to a lot of things, but just taking these types of lumps early, hopefully will pay off down the, in the road for this young core. But just the rebounding, we touched on this a little bit in our last recap, but the rebounding, particularly on the defensive side of the ball, I don't know exactly the numbers. I think we wound up being sort of equal to them in rebounds. But, man, it just felt like we just couldn't get a defensive rebound to save our life. And that was just a huge, huge thing of the game. You know, I did appreciate Jenkins trying some new lineups. Seemed like it maybe worked a little bit. Um, to give us some different momentum. We closed the half with, like, all of our young guys, and that was just fun being able to see that. I'd love to be able to get a recap of those stats and see how we actually perform. But the, the final thing I just want to touch on is that 
is just Jaron and like how in the second half he just had some open looks from three, like I mean open, like wide open. And it just felt like if he had hit one of those, then just the bottom would have fell out of the grindhouse and maybe his spirits would have been lifted. And like when and we were playing him at the five and you know, Gobert just wasn't respecting him from three and Jaron's gotta get out of his head. I just sort of feel like maybe game four somebody maybe in our locker room picks him up and if he could if he could just hit a couple threes, man, it just would like dynamically change the way probably he would start to play and just what our team would look like. Man, I'm I'm this series is all positive for me because we're just, you know, even though it's not it's not the we're not supposed to be here thing, but it's like we're here and like we're competing hard. We were the best game of the entire slate yesterday. We're competing above our seed. And, you know, I still think we have a shot to win game four and and go back to the Jazz and steal another game. I still feel confident in this team based on the way we're playing them. Um, we got to have better outings from JB and Jaron if we're going to win. And if we don't get those outings then from them, then, you know, and that's learning from them we'll we'll take away from it. But looking forward to game four. Hope to see Triple J start to get some trips. Peace. There is nothing better than playoff basketball in Memphis. And the city showed out last night against the Jazz uh, in game three. And it felt both nostalgic as well as um, youthful and uh, more like the beginning of something. Um, it was unbelievable. I, I was able to go to the game. We sat uh, near the top. If you follow us on uh, Twitter or Instagram, I posted the whoop that trick clip that happened in the second half. That was just, I, I mean, the whole stadium was ready to, to explode. It was, it was right after the Grizzlies had tied it up in the fourth uh, before the Utah Jazz went on their run uh, to end the game. But all the same, the fact that we got that moment in FedEx Forum in this particular season is just something we did not expect and in, in the best way. And I will just say that if Monday is anything like Saturday, then if you weren't able to go to Saturday's game, uh, Monday is just a must for you because the the whole downtown uh, district of Memphis was just painted in Grizzlies colors. You saw um, all sorts of jerseys. Everybody was excited. And even though we didn't get the win, ultimately, I still think that same energy is going to be there after a Memorial Day weekend, as well as just the team. They just fought. I mean, it was down to the wire. And uh, I'll unpack the game a little bit here in a second. But I just want to say, give props to the, uh, to the Grizzlies and the organization just for getting this right. They pulled out all the stops. They had the the towels were amazing. 
They had uh, just the in-game production. Of course, we had the traditional uh, fake jazz fan gets, you know, um, just launched through a table by a WWE Grizz, and that is always good and entertaining. But also at the same time, my favorite part is is just the the camaraderie of the fans all around you. I mean, yes, the capacity was technically set at fifty five percent, but I would venture to say that it was it was a little bit above that, and it felt we were. I've never been more happy to wait in a line to get inside and then wait in another line to scan my ticket and then wait in another line to go up the stairs and then wait in another line to actually get into our seats. And it's just, um, it's been so long since we've, we've had that. And, but then as soon as you get in your seats, you look around and, and it's, you know, everybody is, is just rocking and ready to go. Um, I thought that the, the intro, the everything from from the anthem down to when they announced the jazz players, Conley did actually get a cheer, which I thought was uh, nice. We were speculating if he were going to get um, if he was going to get a you know kind of tongue in cheek boo, but no, he got a cheer. And then I've never heard a boo quite that loud for Rudy Gobert since maybe even like the Blake Griffin days. Uh, but um, all that, and then, of course, the game started, and so can jump into discussing that here. But uh, the Grizzlies won every quarter, or tied, except for the first. And in the first quarter, they were down by 12 at the end of it. And uh, I know Ty and Brantley both mentioned it briefly, but we, I mean, the defense was, was very scattered. We were disorganized. It felt like we were, the Jazz were um, moving the ball and we were just recovering and we couldn't hang with the switches and it was frustrating. And that's, that was a lead that held basically throughout until the fourth quarter when we went on a little run. But um, I thought that. JV was pretty much shut down. I thought the whole paint area was was shut down by Gobert. He, uh, the thing that's, and this is the the only, you know, positive thing I'll say about Gobert. But the way that he stays so disciplined on shot fakes, uh, particularly like Kyle Anderson. I know there was one play in the game. It was in the second half, but he basically had like four ball fakes in a row. And Gobert didn't bite on any of them. And the one he did bite on was the one that Kyle was actually going to shoot and then realized right after he went up that it wasn't going to happen. So he had to to, uh, to adjust. But, um, yeah, the paint was just not going to happen. And that is where we uh, make our money. It's, we led the, the NBA in points in the paint. And um, we had to settle with some mid-range jumpers and – also, our threes weren't falling. Just uh, doing a little bit of research after the game, uh, true shooting percentage is, is a combination of three-point shooting, field goal percentage, and, and free throw percentage. And um, all the Jazz starters were way above average in sh- uh, true shooting except for Donovan Mitchell. And uh, 
but at the same time, Mitchell ended up being their leading scorer and, and closer, and so that doesn't quite matter. But all the Grizzlies starters were below uh, average in true shooting, which is about 55% on average. So um, that just shows you, I mean, they the, the Grizzlies starters affected the game in other ways and, and had their moments, but um, the Jazz were just coming out and hitting everything. And I thought that that was ultimately the difference in the game. Um, I was uh, impressed with Jaron's aggressiveness. I thought that Ja had some moments as well. Uh, he was ready for the moment again. I mean, he was uh, especially there was a, a stretch in, in the fourth quarter where he, he really turned it on and then also hit a couple threes a little earlier. Grayson Allen was the MVP off the bench. I thought it was smart for Jenkins to keep him in. And uh, Melton, again, just didn't really have it. Thought that he was going to get rolling one of these days here, but it just hasn't happened. BC um, coming off the bench. I did think that there were a couple of rotations that, on defense especially, that um, probably kept him from staying in the game. Although... Um, I still liked it against – I noticed that they were um, intentionally staggering Jonas's minutes for when Gobert was on the floor, which, you know, on offense they both uh, canceled each other out pretty much. Um, so I, I'm a fan of bringing BC in, especially if Tillman isn't going to – Tillman's shown that he can play in big moments, but he just hasn't recently, and I, I don't mind the bringing BC in for pace. Um but this Jazz team is, is just tough. And if they're hitting shots, there's not a lot of teams that have a chance with them. I mean, that's just just look at their record. Uh, the Grizzlies should be especially proud that they've been in each and every game of this series so far. I don't expect anything different from game four. Um, honestly, I would echo again what we said from the last podcast, which – when Mitchell, I know that Mitchell hit some shots down the stretch, and that's just what all stars do. But throughout the game, I I would rather Donovan Mitchell have the ball in ISO trying to create himself than in the flow of the offense. And we won't harp on this because I think everybody else is. But just Conley played so well again tonight. I mean, he shot seven for nine or seven for ten from three, and just felt like he was in full control of the game. And any time the Grizzlies would make a run and Conley would go in the game, um, we knew that it was uh, that lead was just going to fall back into the Utah camp. So um, props to him again. Uh, I love when Jordan Clarkson shoots the ball. And anytime Joe Ingles uh, is in the game, I am also terrified. So um, Mitchell and Clarkson – Go for it. Uh, but no, all, all that to say, the grindhouse was rocking. Um, I'm planning on going to the game again on Monday, so I'll report back there. Uh, but if you get a chance to go, this might be the last home game for the Grizz. But if they can pull it out, we'll have one more guaranteed. It'll be game six next week. So um, cheer hard for the Grizz. And um, thanks for joining us.